1: We're being busy is overdone romancing is fun and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some i'm tony de lorenzo your co-host along with my beautiful wife elisa from coast to coast and around the world thank you for joining us it's time to talk sex love and commitment give us a call or text us on the hug hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at one extraordinary marriage.com in today's show we're talking about how to address your sexual and emotional intimacy when your intimacy lifestyle isn't working the way you planned.
0: And there's an anonymous quote that says, sex is like exercise. It's always available to us, but it is easier to set time aside for it than to do it spontaneously, which is a very, very powerful thought as we dig into what happens when you know the intimacy lifestyle isn't working the way you planned. And that's what we're talking about in today's show. But first,
1: I'm going to just share this for those of you who are new, Our new listeners have come across the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're honored and blessed to have you here. When we say intimacy lifestyle, we're talking about scheduling sex.
0: And we're going to dig into that deep into today's show. Excellent. First and foremost, though, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage Show with a hug. And if you are brand new, you've never heard that term before. A hug is an opportunity for us to celebrate what's happening within the One Family, to celebrate the wins that you all are having in your marriage and how you're being intentional. Mm -hmm. And this hug comes from a post that was in the one family Facebook group that talks about, this comes from a wife and she says he works long hours and so do I with building my business. And I also need to travel some, but we are being intentional about our marriage. That word has become so key for us. And I thank you for repeating it often because it's true. Life is always going to be busy with so much going on. That is just straight up between you and I, that's just straight up Mm -hmm. truth right? You have to become intentional about every aspect of your marriage. We are intentionally grabbing each other now and planting long, deep, sensual kisses on each other. Standing in the kitchen, it doesn't matter. And setting up sex dates and our relationship is feeling better than ever. Mm. The passion and love is so palpable in the air. We are talking more, kissing more, all the things. Thank you. By the way, even when we really can't get out, we are still intentional about our date nights. Below, they'd posted a picture in the group of all of their different games that they love to do, and she says, "And these are fun and also bring us closer."
1: I love it. That's so awesome.
0: It's it's incredible, and you know a lot of what we're talking about in today's show is about intentionality, mm-hmm. right? Because Tony and I have made no secret that this beginning of 2022. So whenever you're listening to this, this is being released in April of 2022, and it's been a super busy start to this year. Mm -hmm. Like more full than we've experienced in, in a significant amount of time, I feel.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And, you know, we have, even though one kid is away at college and one kid is a sophomore in high school with her driver's license, we, we're we still juggling kids' schedules. You know, who's and when's the 19-year-old coming home? When's the sophomore? You know, what games does she have? What does that look like? What are, you know, school activities that we've got to be a part of? You know, we've got work. We've got other obligations. We've got, you know, spending time with our friends, spending time with each other. And the truth of the matter is, is that all of those really amazing things have had Tony and I struggling to maintain our intimacy lifestyle and
1: uh, on top of it your coaching schedule yes you well that was work oh that's work yeah, yeah. Uh, and as well as you've been doing a our church puts on through our um pathfinders our pathfinders mm-hmm. which is our which is our marketplace ministry? Mm-hmm. It's called apprenticeship, and so Elisa's gone from about five o'clock on Tuesdays until ten o'clock on Tuesday nights. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's added to it. Mm-hmm. So there's just been a, a lot of different things going on in that we haven't dealt with.
0: Not like this, right? Because I mean, I've I've always coached in the evenings. But have had to be a lot more intentional because of the fact that I'm gone on Tuesday nights. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those of you that are my coaching clients, you're like, "Why well, can't get an appointment on Tuesday. That's why. Yeah. Um, you know, and we're also in the season two where, you know, Abby's playing varsity lacrosse. Yeah. And so making sure that we are the parents that to the best of our abilities, we'll get to as many games as we can. Right. But that that takes juggling, too. Mm-hmm.
1: As many of you know. <laughs> Who have kids playing any sport. Any you, sport, You, you right. know that from it during, it could be on a Saturday morning, getting up early because they're running tournaments mm-hmm. and, and you got three to five games that you're going to play all through Saturday or maybe a weekend tournament or, and then you have the evening games and then, so you, the different practices. So you, you guys get it.
0: And you know, it's kind of crazy, but I actually do like sleep. So there is that too. We try and make time for actually sleeping. And
1: I'm a solid eight-hour guy if I can get it. It totally is. Oh my even though if it's not like good eight he, hours, he I, I'm loves, still yeah. right now I'm I'm a solid eight-hour guy.
0: And I'm more like a six-seven. Yeah. So even just going to bed. Anyway, that's not the focus of the show. What time we're going to bed? That was a whole other show we did years and years ago. But but what we found is the intimacy lifestyle, as Tony said at the top of the show, this is how we have for years you know, scheduled sex and, and really made our sexual intimacy a priority, you know, has really kind of fallen off the rails. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason why we're even telling you guys this out loud is because we will never, and you know how I feel about the words always and never, I don't like to use them very often, but in this case, it is an absolute truth. We will never come behind these microphones. And pretend to be perfect. Pretend, you know, and just say we've always got it all together. And you know, life in the Di Lorenzo household is all rainbows and unicorns, and we never have any issues because that would be a flat-out lie. Mm -hmm. And and so we've made a promise, literally since episode four, that we would be open, honest, and transparent with you guys. So we're struggling. We're struggling. And I do want to give a little definition if we do have some brand new listeners just to kind of where the intimacy lifestyle, like just a little background on that, because I think it's important. You know, I know that we talked about it first in episode 140, but Mm. that's almost, I don't know, 560 episodes ago. Yeah. If we're doing the math. So it's been a little while. But the intimacy lifestyle is all, it's essentially, it's very core. It's a plan about being intentional about how often, how you're going to initiate, what your sex life is going to look like and how it's going to be a priority in your marriage. Mm-hmm. That that is, if I can drill it down to one sentence, that's what it is. And it initially came out of Tony and I doing a 60-day sex challenge back in the fall of 2008. So for those of you that do the math, I'm doing a lot of math on today's show. You that was are. 14 years ago, almost 14 years ago, right? And coming out of that where we were having sex every single day, we then Came out of that ch- that sixty day sex challenge and said, "Okay, well, how do we continue to make sexual intimacy a priority in our marriage?" Right. This is when we were first starting to identify what the pillars were, and that was the intimacy lifestyle. And we've actually been doing the intimacy lifestyle since two thousand nine, early two thousand nine, because we took off. We did the sixty day sex challenge September and October of two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Definitely took the month of November off, and I know December with holidays. I know we did not start the the intimacy lifestyle in December. No. So it would have been early probably January of 2009. And so over the last, you know, 13 years, we've had to find our rhythm in terms of what days we were going to be having sex or who was going to have certain days in the week, how we were going to handle, you know, me having my period, illness, raising kids, vacations, all of that.
1: And I'm going to just say we're going to put episode 140 scheduling sex here in the episode notes. Mm-hmm. So you guys can just click on that. You can listen to it. It gives you the overview. If you go to the website and just hit the search bar and just put scheduling sex or intimacy lifestyle, you'll get many of episodes that we've talked about this, but that one will give you sort of the gist of what it's looked like since we started in 2009.
0: And over all these years, we've actually done a pretty good job. Yeah. Like I I am, I am proud of what we've done and you know, pretty smooth sailing. I mean, we've always had hiccups and we've talked about those on the show, but like February 2022 kind of hit us like a ton of bricks.
1: I'd say it was even January though.
0: January was starting to get a little dicey, but like February is when we started having conversations about it, Yeah, which is crazy because we made it through all the COVID lockdowns and having kids home and, and all of that. And just as like the world's opening back up again and our lives are getting busy again, that's when we get derailed. And we have to start really being confronted with what's going on between the two of us.
1: Yeah. And just, I mean, many of you know this, when you're, when, when you're set up this, the intimacy lifestyle and you have your days planned out and you know who's going to initiate on those days, you start to getting confronted when that isn't happening. Mm-hmm. And there's some turmoil that starts to, that starts to build up. Right. Like you're chugging along and it, it's good and, and now you're like, dude, I'm going up this this grade and it's slowing down and it's not going the way I expected. And all all of a sudden you, you start heading down that hill and there's no breaks mm-hmm. and you're starting to get frustrated. You know, you're you're looking at your spouse going, This is your last day. You, you know, this is the day, you know, of the three days that you have of the week. This is your last day and you haven't initiated and i'm not going to say anything because you know our days and that's where i was cuz i was starting to get like things are things are not happening here
0: well and for me i don't even feel like it was you know the last day thing it's like especially i mean you guys heard us kind of talk about what you know the early part of the week looks like and i felt like for me because monday tuesday wednesday's now look Literally, I start work at nine and I go till almost nine. I mean, I have breaks during the day, but it's pretty solid because those are my heavy coaching days. Those are class days, you know, sports days, all of those things. And so like if we didn't have sex on a Sunday in my brain's going, okay, when in the world are we going to find like if Tony doesn't initiate on a Sunday, when is this going to happen? Because I don't know when I've got a gap. Mm-hmm. on Monday or Tuesday, because those were Tony's three days, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And I know when I fall into bed on Monday and Tuesday night, oh, I don't fall into bed. Like, let's not be so dramatic, Lisa. I, I know when <laughs> I go to bed, I actually just need some downtime. Like, that's when I will read. That's yeah. because my brain, especially if I've done a lot of evening coaching appointments, I just need to kind of veg out. I'm not exactly thinking, let's have sex now. Right. And so, so for me, in it- uh, in and,
1: and, and usually at that point in time, I've been running all day. I've already done my reading. I've already got my time in the Bible at night. I've picked up another book and I'm pretty much snoring. done. I, I'm not snoring. Sometimes. Okay. I'm not snoring. Um, but I am, I Deep am breathing. I am asleep because Elisa's getting ready for bed. She's doing her thing. And I'm just, Tired, and so once once that happens, it's lights out. Yeah, and nothing is happening. And so we were running into this, and it, it was definitely this. And I'm not gonna say it was, ah, man. It was an elephant in the room at times, where it was okay. Well, we have this planned out, and yet neither of us are are bringing it up right mm-hmm. now. Because we're trying to trudge through and make it work like it has worked, and yet we're in a new season. There are things that have changed, and we need to address this, and it just took us a little bit to get to that point of going, okay, something's not working the way it needs to in our sexual intimacy.
0: And I just want to say, before we talk a little bit more about this, is that even as the low desire spouse, I was the one who brought it up first. Because we were in the shower and we had the first conversation, I just want to like I am patting myself on the back.
1: Kudos to you.
0: It took me, a, it took us a little while, but I was the one that brought it up first. Yes. And part of this is, you know, it was weird that this was an area for us that we were being challenged by, right? Because it had been, literally was so woven into the fabric of our marriage that. I don't want to say it was on autopilot because I don't want to give the impression that it was routine. But we had really had a great rhythm.
1: Yeah, I would say it was more rhythm than autopilot. We okay. we yeah. knew the rhythm of where we were at, what we were doing, and it, for us, it worked. It it worked very well. It, it really did. I mean, we we have been very creative over the years and how we initiate and what we're doing um, on our days. And it 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 just came to a point where I felt like it just. The train was off the tracks. Yeah. It was just sort of like it was stuck and we needed to, to make some adjustments to our intimacy lifestyle. It's just having had been in it for so long and having done it the way we have done it for so long, other than maybe one or two times when we try to make a couple of little changes that didn't really work out. This was the first time where I was like, we need to. We need to revamp what mm-hmm. we're looking at because if not, we're going to be frustrated with one another.
0: And you know your your season might not be impacted by schedules. It might be health issues. Um, you know you might have you know different work in requirements or obligations. There might be other things that are going on. It might not be schedules like it is for Tony and I. You know, I'm not only are we dealing with schedules, but I'm pretty sure I'm perimenopausal. So now we've got like oh, like, you are. Thank you. Um, now we've got. You know, just weird.
1: And that's not. I'm not a doctor or anything, but I, with all the reading we've done, I'm. Pro- yeah, I'm pretty I'm, sure. I'm sure it you just are.
0: Like, I just don't go to doctors, so y'all make of that what you <laughs> will. But, but I'm pretty sure I'm symptomatic of perimenopausal. So, so you got that factor on top of it too, because now my period's just slightly a little bit off, and so we're trying to also juggle scheduling that and what does that look like? And, and you know, you get into this place of saying, okay. We're aware, and, and I think ultimately what it boils down to is that Tony and I were aware that the sexual intimacy pillar had cracks in it. Mm-hmm. We were both feeling it; it was it was getting to be awkward. There was a sense of disconnect. It was like, okay, the disconnect. Is, and I want to say this to all of you: if you're feeling disconnect in one of your pillars, that's a good indication that there's a crack and it needs attention. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't like we're yeah. clearly talking about sexual intimacy in in this particular episode, but it could be any. Right? And if you aren't talking about it, like that doesn't automatically mean that everything's okay. Mm-hmm. right? It, you know what what we' found, what we've seen in the one family is that extraordinary couples will talk about every pillar, and they will push through when it's uncomfortable. And let's face it, if this is the pillar that you've got cracks in, you might be sitting here going, "I don't know how to talk about it, Elisa. Tony, what do I do? And here's the deal. We got you covered. so let's talk about that after this break. We're back and we're talking about what to do when your intimacy lifestyle has gone off the rails, when it's not working the way it had been working in the past. And, you know, Tony made a really profound statement earlier in this episode when he talked about the fact that it was the elephant in the room. And here's the thing. Very first thing you have to do when there's an elephant in your room, you got to acknowledge there's an elephant sitting in the room. You got to acknowledge it, right? That was the first step for Tony. We were both feeling it. We could see the elephant. It was, you know, sitting at the end of our bed. It was, you know, in the shower when we were taking showers. It was hanging out, you know, in the car between us. Like the elephant was going everywhere with us. But until we actually put words around it, until we said, "Hey, there's a disconnect here between you and I. There's a crack in this pillar. You can't do anything about the elephant you're not acknowledging." You can't. Mm-hmm. because you're not on the same, if you're not talking about it, you're not on the same page in terms of trying to find a solution.
1: And it really, it, it did come up for us at one of our weekly coffee breaks. Mm-hmm. That's when it came up. And if you're not doing a coffee break or you're not doing a walk and talk at least once a week, once every other week, I really got to say this. You're, you're hindering the ability for you guys to talk about areas that typically will not come up when you're in your home. Mm. And when things aren't happening and just getting away and and having that, that moment on your schedule for the two of you to just bring up things that are, that are, that are just showing up in ways that like, if you just bring that up in your bedroom, believe me, if I were to bring that up, I feel like it would just be. It would be a tough conversation. One, I wouldn't want to bring it up in our bedroom because that's where we have sex. I want to keep that place sacred for mm-hmm. what we get to do in that room. But by having that conversation around a coffee break, a 30-minute, basically a marriage meeting once a week, it's easy to just start to go, hey, you know what? There's something going on. There's a crack here. How do we address it? Does it get fulfilled and, and all rectified in that first one? No, it, it gets brought up. hmm I'm going to put a link to our coffee break here in the episode notes as well. Grab it. Get started. And if you want to just go get it, go to oneextranairmarriage.com slash coffee break.
0: And one of the things I want to say, because I actually want to just sequence what this looked like for everyone. I initially brought it up in the shower. And you asked me, as I was washing my hair, you said, well, well what do you think? Right? Mm-hmm. What can we do about it? And I was very honest with Tony in that moment. And I said, I don't have a solution yet. But I knew we... Yeah, this was midweek. I knew that we had our coffee break scheduled for that Sunday because we always do our coffee break after After church church on Sundays. And so in that moment, I was able to say, Hey, I see this as a problem, right? I'm acknowledging it. I'm pulling that elephant out, um, giving it a name. I said, I, uh, my commitment to you, I don't know if I, you know, I said, I'll come Sunday with some ideas around this Mm -hmm. because then it wasn't like, I got to fix it right now. It was saying, I've got some time that we've built into our lives to come at a place where we regularly sit down and talk about what's going on in our marriage and I'm going to come with solutions. And that's the second thing. After you acknowledge it, you've got to come into this meeting, this conversation between the two of you come with solutions. And, and the reason I say come with solutions, and this is something my coaching clients hear regularly is because often when, when there's a crack in one of the pillars of intimacy, when something isn't working in your marriage, it's super easy to only come at your spouse with complaints right? You aren't, if only you would, why can't you, there's something wrong with us. Like you get into this place where it's all negative and it's like, great. What the heck am I supposed to, the other person's thinking, what the heck am I supposed to do with your complaints? Because if we're not starting from a place of solutions, then we can't even talk about what's a possibility for the two of us, right? Mm -hmm. And what, what could that look like? Because-
1: And can I say something here too? Yeah. But believe me, emotions are going, thoughts are going, the actions you take, you determine those. So between your thoughts and your feelings, you got to put those things in check a little bit. So that way the action allows you to move forward and progress. And so as the years have gone by, I have just learned to go, okay, what am I feeling right now? Like she's bringing this up. Obviously, it's not a great place and I, and I know Elisa is feeling the same way as I am mm-hmm. there, there's tension there's frustration um, we've had some like we we've had some good lovemaking sessions and yet at the same time we feel like it's quick it's just sort of a we just need to get this done because
0: because that's our commitment to each other yeah. that's
1: our commitment in, in in the time frame we're in mm-hmm. and so w- know that your spouse is feeling this mm-hmm And for the one who's bringing it up to your spouse, know that your spouse is feeling this. Mm -hmm. You guys are in a, in a spot that you have some tension and now is the place to go step into it and work through that tension, Mm -hmm. not to stay in it, but to work through it.
0: Yeah. And when you're making that commitment to work through it, then you also step into this place. And this is the third point of be willing to try right? The two of you are going to throw out different solutions. Mm-hmm. Not every solution is going to be a home run. And not every solution is going to be perfect the way it's initially presented. Correct. But when you get into this place of being willing to try, of saying, okay, you know, here we here's where we're at. And, and that's what Tony and I, we sat down and we're like, okay, t- Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, really not great days.
1: Yeah. Just with everything on the calendar, everything that's going on, they're just packed from we, we just feel like there's no...
0: It's rare that there's a big enough window that we can be fully present and engage with one another. It, like if I can just Great way to say sum it. it up. Yep. Right? But guys, if you've listened to the show for any length of time, you know that Tony's days to initiate are Sunday, Monday, Tuesday.
1: So that would have just put me down to a Sunday. But right. basically what it would have done is what it was coming down to is just like, if it didn't happen on Sunday, it, it wasn't happening Monday or Tuesday. And if it was, it was, it was more rushed mm-hmm. and... And we didn't, we, neither of us wanted to be in that place.
0: And if Wednesday's the start of my day, so there's Wednesday. No,
1: Wednesday is our, our, Wednesday's our our day off. Wednesday's been our day off. So then it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday,
0: Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And we still are, you know, doing things socially. We spend all day Thursday recording, doing interviews, teaching classes, that kind of thing. So Thursday was also looking really, and so what we had to do, and, and I just. And then
1: this also, but this also then changes the dynamic because then even with full schedules, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Alisa had way more flexibility and ability to initiate. So it could happen on Thursday, but it may not happen till Saturday.
0: And so then we're like, and Oh, then, it's and, Saturday, and, Sunday. And then
1: it it, it, it caused me like some frustration. Cause I'm like, well, I'm only on Sunday now. And if you choose not to do anything until Saturday, then we go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, then it's Saturday. So, it it was just causing a bit of tension.
0: because we didn't have a plan. Right. There was no plan. And ultimately what we're working through right now is looking at the fact that we have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday.
1: That's what we, that was the solution that, that Elisa solution. presented. She's right. like, look at this is what we have.
0: And literally, you guys, we're having to go week by week. Mm-hmm. When we sit down and do our coffee break on Sunday, we are looking at those four days. Every single, and you may think, wow, that's a lot of energy. Yeah. You know why it's a lot of energy? Because we want to make our sexual intimacy a priority. It's why there's a whole chapter. Chapter 10 in the Six Pillars of Intimacy book is all wrapped around the sexual intimacy pillar. But specifically, I was just looking this up while we're talking. Specifically, on page 165, if you've got the soft cover, at the very top, it says, you know, in terms of what can we do, that point is make sex a priority in your marriage. Mm. And that's what we've had to do right now. Right, We've had to go into this place of saying, you know, once a week, we are having a conversation. Where are the most optimum windows this week? And we are doing things like putting two-hour blocks on our calendar to say, these are the two days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, these are the two-hour blocks. No, we do not always spend two hours making love. So don't, don't get your panties in a wad that I just said that, like it's two hours every time. It's not. But we want to make sure we've got a big enough window blocked off, especially during the work days where we can be fully present with one another.
1: Well, and what happened there is we started this, and it was more flex, like, hey, we have these four days, so are we gonna say Thursday, Friday are my days, and then Saturday, Sundays are her days? Or is, And we couldn't come up with a, a solution that fits. So we were more like, we have four days. Of those four days, one of those days I need to initiate, one of those days Elisa needs to initiate. Did that for a week or two, and it wasn't really working out True. because, because I, neither of us knew what days we were supposed to be initiating. And, it, and it, again, it was causing some frustration. I felt like I'm more like, hey, are we having sex today? Or are we not? Because I know I already initiated. And so are you doing something? And then vice versa. So it was it, it just caused, again, some, some tension. And we got to the point where, as Elisa said look, let's just look at it during our coffee break and we'll pull out our calendars and we'll go Thursday. We have time from one to 3 PM. Can we just put that on our calendar? So that's our time. And if we start at one and we are done by one thirty, then great. Then we, we move on with our day, but it may be a, an interview comes in at one and we're going to be on an interview from one to two. Well, that still leaves us from two to three. Mm-hmm. Now for you, it's going to be different. And for, and this is just an example. Like we, we have the ability to work at home and, and many of you are working at home together these days and still are. Mm-hmm. So how do you make that happen? For those of you who aren't okay, well, where. are are those time frames or those pieces of time in your calendar when you can. And so that that's something that we have we're working in and we're learning. This isn't something we've done forever. Not at all. We've known others in the one family who have. Mm-hmm. This is new to us. And so we're just we're stepping in and going all right. What does it look like to do it this way?
0: Well, we actually borrowed the idea from some of the longtime listeners um, Mm -hmm. and a couple in the one family who, when they were in a really super busy time, they actually would sit down and be like, okay, we know that Tuesday and Thursday or whatever days it was that particular week. And, And I remember as we were even having this conversation, I'm like, let's do what they did. Because it worked in a season for them and they were really intentional. And we are in a season where we have to be a little bit more structured than we usually are because our days are more condensed. Mm -hmm. And, And, you know, with all of that, ultimately, the wrap up of this is you have to also create a feedback loop. Right, it's one thing to it's one thing to acknowledge the elephant, it's you know, and then to you know get into this place where you're coming with solutions and be willing to try. But you have to have the opportunity, whether it's in your coffee break or some other point in time, where you actually sit down and say, "How is this working? Right? What's working? What's not? What do we need to adjust?" Feedback is so important in marriage. We we get to this place, and I've heard so many times in coaching sessions where somebody's like, "Well, I, I assume since we weren't talking about it or didn't get brought up that we were good." Yeah, no. You still need to talk about it, even if it is to find out that we are good. But having that feedback loop allows the two of you to adjust if needed. Mm -hmm. Our initial solution, you guys heard it. It didn't work exactly the way that we wanted it to. We're still adjusting. Why? Because at the end of the day, like I say on page 165 in the book, it's important to have your sexual intimacy be a priority in your marriage. Sometimes you're going to have to be a whole lot more intentional than at other times, depending on the season you're in. It doesn't mean you don't get a pass just because your life is super busy to let one of the pillars drop off. You just got to get creative on how you're handling it.
1: Yeah. No matter if you live out the intimacy lifestyle or have never started it, this is your time. This is your time to look at it. If you're in a place where it's like, wow, we need to make some adjustments because we've been living it out then make some adjustments just like we have. If you've never started the intimacy lifestyle, jump in. Mm-hmm. This is where you get started. This is where you begin to strengthen your sexual intimacy pillar and start having that time together and knowing what's going to happen. For those of you who are like, man, we just don't know what to do. We don't know how to make this happen. We've tried, it doesn't work. I highly suggest that you apply for coaching with Elisa. And you can do that at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching, get a plan in action. Get some, get some accountability around it so that you can strengthen your sexual intimacy, your emotional intimacy, and strengthen all your pillars of intimacy. As you guys go out this week, go have fun. That's the big thing. Marriage is fun. We want you to have something that is so extraordinary that you can go, I'm so lucky to be married to my spouse. So go out there this week, have yourselves a good time, and enjoy your intimacy lifestyle. Love you guys.